the Ottoman Empire was fucking enormous. They were huge. Huge guys. <laughs> oh, that sounds strong. Oh, that was great. I take that back. You're going to put that at the clip. Oh, yeah. The the, the, oh, yes. This is the beginning clip for <laughs> they sure. Were they were huge guys. Um, no, they were a massive. You're listening to the Coffee Talks podcast, where we discuss the coffee, its culture, and the people who enjoy it. All right, everyone, this is Phil talking from the Cafe Talks podcast. This one is back in English, and I am with our boy, Domenico. Hey, what's up? It had um, been a while. A very long time. So, uh, to summarize what just happened, midterms. Yep. Um, the not, struggle and we're not talking real. about election, we're talking about school. Oh, it's true, <laughs> today is the US elections, right? It is, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's not get political here, but anyways, so I got demolished in midterms, that was fantastic. Uh, I feel great. It was, you know, it's, it's especially like you told me before we started recording, you like it, so it's, it's, it's not the I same. like the stress, I don't know how to explain that, it's really weird. It feels like you're doing something. Exactly, productivity equals uh, happy Domenico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but in between all of that, you still managed to do some research because uh, I asked you something that's in amongst all of three of us. Like we, right. me and Jason talked about it. You're the most experienced in the world for us. Thank you. I mean, you're really experienced in the uh, coffee industry for us. Like we just got it, you know, pretty much into it mm-hmm. on different, I'd, I'd say, sides of it. We right. all average each thing that we said, oh, this is cool and why. But for you, it's just all around, you, you know your shit. And that was really fun talking to you about anything. Right. And I was happy you did come up with the research because uh, I wanted to go over the history of coffee. Right. This was a uh, part of the discussion that we had previously that we wanted to get into the history of coffee. That being said, it's very subjective. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. You, you kind of directed your research the way you... Yeah, like I, I do, well, I, I, I took a bunch of re- like sources in order to figure out exactly what was the history of coffee, and I think what really triggered that part of my mind or like um, my interest in the whole subject probably came, comes from like a PBS like documentary that came out about ten years ago okay. called Black Coffee. And basically, the whole documentary starts with the history of coffee and then goes on to exactly how well, uh, well not how well, how effective, what, what, what the coffee industry has, uh, imp- how it infa- uh, impacted the economy, <laughs> that was hard to say, no problem. and also how the modern economy is running on it, and, but the whole history of coffee was something that I was not expecting, when you think of coffee, it's the second most traded commodity after black, well like, like oil, I, I right? think the word commodity explains why it feels weird to say history of coffee because people assume it's just coffee. It's just coffee, right. And for the longest time ever, people have been just using coffee because, oh, it's an energy-boosting drink. That's the only time I'm going to drink it. Like, that's the only reason why I would drink it. Now, uh, with artisanal coffee and third-way coffee going on, um, which All we mention, I think, on every episode. Of every the, episode. The third, I guess it's so important. I think, I keep saying it, but the fact that we can talk to you guys is purely because Third Wave is a thing. 
they would, it's, it's it would make movement. no sense. It's a movement. Oh, yeah. And it would make no sense for us to be, you know, drinking Tim Hortons or drinking simple stuff that are still commodities. Right. And, and it, you know, and give them so much value. It has, something had to happen where communities can happen behind that movement. And it's a bit why I thought, we thought, actually, that history of coffee could be interesting. Right. And it's, it's something that's... Uh, as you said, it's a community that started growing exponentially and the knowledge behind coffee has grown exponentially and yeah. the interest behind this knowledge has grown exponentially. Oh yeah. So I think this is what gives it a good... I think, I think this is a good topic to cover. Um, I think it also uh, justifies why we spend so much time on it and why we <laughs> look at so much stuff. Like, you know, myself, I did watch a couple of short uh, documentaries or I did watch the Barista movie. Right. And uh, I'm excited to see the second one, honestly. Uh-huh. And uh, it's really that part of the history. Like, I think everyone assumes that it's old, right? I think everyone assumes that coffee has been there for a long time because it feels like wine. It feels like something that was discovered by mistake. Right, and that that's what makes it really interesting is the fact that back in the Roman times, coffee was not a thing. Wow. It's so the it's Romans pretty... didn't drink coffee. I don't even know how to make it like such a large empire without coffee. <laughs> Quite frankly, weird. think That's about weird. it. Think about it. They were they were able to conquer Britain, France, Spain, all the way to Syria, and yet they didn't do this under the and influence any of coffee. coffee. Any coffee. I don't know how they do that. I can't even go through my. Maybe they had coke. You know, you know, Coca Cola was not around, but <laughs> <laughs> the plants were still there. I mean, opium was traded, and like there was a Silk Road. Maybe it was probably the opium. Maybe, but hey, I, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, I. I Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think if you look, but I think coffee was discovered by mistake. It was covered, but um, there's a legend that goes around it. It's really interesting. So this is what I picked up from uh, the documentary that I watched uh, recently, years ago also. What's the name again? So we can put it on the show notes. Uh, Black Coffee by Black PBS. Coffee. Awesome. I believe it's PBS. I might be wrong. Well, we'll check. <laughs> you know I'll check and I'll put, I'll put it in the notes. Put it, put it in the description if I'm wrong. Um, Okay. So, legend has in Ethiopia, by the way, coffee does come from Ethiopia originally. It is a native plant to that region. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure it's just like a certain part of Ethiopia. Anyways, so the legend goes that there was a uh, goat herder who used to live in the plains of Ethiopia. And his name was Kaldi. Okay. Now, this guy had a bunch of goats and every day he would basically... Let them roam free, kind of eat their own thing, and then at the end of the, every night, at the end of every day, he would play his pipe or his flute, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever uh, that instrument. And the instrument would actually get the goats coming back every single night. And this has been something he's been doing all his lifetime, until when one day, his goats never came back. So this dude said, "I don't know what, what to do." So he started playing his flute again, and again, nothing happened. Yeah. So it's like. Crap. Okay, I gotta look for these fucking goats. Oh yeah. Sorry, like, um, so here he is roaming around the plains of Ethiopia and finds them on the top of a weird like hill full of like plants and bushes. It's like why is why are they all like grouped around that place? Yeah. He notices that he's the, 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 the like the goats are just eating a bunch of bushes like the the leaves off of the bushes that are found over the hill that have the strange green slash red berries around them. And they're jumping. They're very excited. They're they're running. They're they're going back and forth. 
they're running in mountain circles they're just pretty much. generally excited and overwhelmed with joy I don't know if that makes any sense so he kind of he kind of like correlates the fact that berries are doing that the berries or the leaves are causing them to act weird like weird and this is why he, they never really answered to the pipe uh, to the music that he was playing so he said okay sure why not let me try this this might be good and within what 10 minutes he started feeling energized he felt he could conquer I don't know yeah, you know so that the, feeling of caffeine the, the, we the, all the, know exactly the, the pick me up in the morning that you know like your first cup of coffee when you actually finish it uh, because you get used to the taste and then all of a sudden you feel all jittery this is what you probably felt Actually, he literally ate, like, ate a raw coffee bean. Well, the, the, the cherry with it, too. Yeah, as well. Which, by the way, coffee is not just grown as beans. They come within a fruit wrapped around uh, complex layers of yeah, tissue, so, like fruit tissue. Like, short answer, like, you know, quick tip. Uh, coffee beans are not brown. They, they, no. They're not naturally brown and in that little weird shape that we see them. Right. It's actually kind of a fruit. It's a fruit that the, believe it or not, the coffee bean that you see is actually half the seed. Of, yeah. It's technically a seed. What we're, what yeah, we're it's a seed. actually consuming is a seed of a fruit, which is weird. It's like, hey, sesame seeds, let me turn that into a drink. Yeah, it's a weird process. It's weird to think about that, you know? Like, hey, you know that avocado you got? Let me, me get that big that ass seed. bean. <laughs> Yo, if that would be Imagine avocado coffee. Wait, no, it's <laughs> a terrible idea. Uh, uh, if it, it works, we'll, we'll... It, it'll work with millennials. LA, Baby LA is gonna, gonna love it. LA is gonna love it. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, that's a legend. And now, is it true? Probably not. Let's be honest. Probably not. But you know, it's still a nice. It's a nice little story. It's it's a yeah. It's a full. It's a folk story that, that it's probably a nice went to see it, and yeah. it makes sense. And did you find out when was, was that place around time? So this is a, according to many sources from many researchers, uh, around the the eighth century, the seven hundreds that coffee yeah. was discovered by humans, or at least started to be consumed yeah. by humans. Uh, then again, the Roman so, Empire. Yeah, so that's after the then. Roman Empire. Yeah, exactly. And strangely enough. Um, Religion has to do with coffee. A lot of things has to do with religion. Right, and also spiritual ceremonies, etc. Makes sense. So, Ethiopians living the land, this having uh, some goat farmers. Yeah, after this out, dude said, "Oh my right. God, guys, taste this." So the first thing they started doing, like they started doing with these uh, these plant, well, these berries slash beans. I don't know how they started consuming this. They would basically grind up the coffee. Uh, eventually. But at first they didn't do that. Okay. So what they started doing is brewing as a tea. So they literally just put the green beans, yeah, put in they, hot water. Because tea has been around for like right. a lot of time. A lot, yeah. Well, tea comes dates before oh, like yeah. the you know the birth of Jesus Christ or the year zero. You know? So yeah. So uh, essentially they started brewing it, or what they used to do is like they used to mix it with uh, animal fat in order to create some sort of energy bar. That's right. Energy bars came before coffee. That's it, but special. Like, yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who's to judge? They don't know anything, right? I mean, that's that's all they it knew. It might be good. Who knows? And, yeah, we never know, but that's all they knew as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. So eventually, I guess, over time, people figured out, hey, if I, you know, basically smash these beans and then brew it in hot water, it, it turns into this nice. really, like, interesting um, 
drink. And what started happening was that there was this whole cultural uh, slash etiquette that used to happen with coffee in Ethiopia. Okay. So what Ethiopians started doing was that they used to gather in families and they used to have the youngest girl within the family. Well, you know, uh, the, sorry, the, did I say oldest? I meant the youngest uh, okay. girl in the family that would start grinding the coffee, mashing it over a, mm-hmm. a mortar. Yeah. And basically putting in hot water, boiling over a you know, fire, and then pouring it in little cups and adding either sugar or... So I'd say, uh, so you, it would kind of, I'd say, the base of French press, probably. Like Without cupping. the press. Maybe cupping. like cupping, yeah. Cupping, which is basically the same thing, um, except yeah. the brewing methods and the water that we're using are much... Yeah, which is better. still, you know, it's, <laughs> it's still... It's interesting that we, uh, we just perfected the same method. It didn't the really way it change, and you saying they did add sugar and stuff like it was a thing. Some back. of them. That's what. Re- that's what. Yeah. Is claimed. Is it true? Which, un- un- you know, which again would kind of make sense because tea was a thing that people knew pretty much everywhere in the world. It was a thing right. that people and they knew probably about. added sugar to that too. Pro- yeah, it's the thing. Oh. They probably added sugar to tea, so they probably thought about it like, oh, it's too. I think, especially when you think of how they made it, it must be so acid. It must have been so acid. If they acid. brewed it way too long, for sure. It must have been so acid. They, so they for sure put something And it's to, an acquired taste. It's just like wine or beer, oh yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, which, anyway, so what, what would happen with the, the young girl, she would prepare this drink and then serve it from the oldest to the youngest of the family. Okay. So the elders and First. then go to the mother and father. That's cool. Or whoever it was. And this was something that was is still going on to this day, despite their religious change. Um, you know, some Ethiopians are Christian, some Ethiopians are Muslim, um, and they still do this to this day. This is That's some, special. It's it's a cultural association with Ethiopians, and this is why it's really interesting. Um, and then over time, in a few centuries later, traders started going to Ethiopia in in order to you know trade, trade whatever. I don't. I, I honestly money. don't know. Make money. So. Uh, traders used to bring the coffee all the way to a town called Mocha in Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know, Mocha, yeah? Just Mocha keep on Chino. with that word. Mocha. Right? I think you guys can understand what's next. So, the Mocha Chino was... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, what ended up happening was that this was trading in Arabia, and uh, this is when the Arabs started actually growing and cultivating coffee uh, on their own instead of like relying on natural growth or natural bushes for these plants. So the word coffee, interestingly enough, it has been claimed that it's it's claimed that the word coffee comes from kawa. Which kawa in Arab uh, in, a, in Arabic Arab Arabic. Arabic? Uh, Arabic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically is I honestly I don't even know the direct translation because like the way I someone told me this was that it's something associated with wine. Okay. Now back in the day, um, well you know Muslims are not allowed to drink alcohol, yeah. right? So wine is off the table. Naturally. What do you drink instead? Coffee. Um, <laughs> so they started drinking coffee on their own, and what what happened is that. As the drink got more popular, more people started. The church made it into a an actual. It started turning yeah. into a ritual in the Muslim community, Realm, yeah. 
And then what happened is that even secularly, people started enjoying coffee on their own and started actually building uh, rooms, especially the rich, the wealthy, yeah. would build rooms dedicated to just one drink, coffee. And this um, basically perpetuated other people to start their public coffee Yeah, houses. their public. That's pretty cool. And so, Which I know, I do know that the, the first, I'd say, it were, they were not called shops, they were called houses. Yeah. Because... It was a, a room. It was like that. I, I had researched about it where, because uh, the word for um, I would, it says in even in German, right? It's the, it's still house. It's exactly it's cafe house, right? So H A W. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not W H A U S. Yeah. So it's still like so it's still in, in when you look at the language, you right. can see really clearly that the word is still house. Like even though we know it's a shop. But for them, it was much more of just passing it was, by. It was something of grandeur. Yeah. It's not just a small little it piece was, of shit hole yeah, where you just exactly. sell diner coffee. This is something where you go just for that one drink. It's also an event in the day. It was something that you do. People didn't know where to hang out. Yeah. So where did they go? Coffee houses. And so obviously the Arabian Peninsula got... Uh, conquered by the Turkish people. Yeah. Right? This was during the 15th slash 16th century. Beginnings. Yeah. Right. And the whole thing blew up. All over Egypt, all over Syria, all over um, what Every is now Middle Iraq. East. The, the Middle East, uh, Turkey, Anatolia specifically started growing, like, started getting coffee houses all over the place. Which is why we get something that's so unique from Turkey being Turkish coffee. Right, and the, exactly, their brewing methods were somewhat similar to what the Ethiopian, Ethiopians were doing, except they grinded their coffee on a much finer powder, and this is what Turkish coffee is today, where they actually turn into a fine power, uh, powder, they put it with hot water over, like, basically they, they boil the water over hot sand. With a fire underneath, which is a very interesting method that I have yet to enjoy. Same for me. Um, we will have to try authentically. I, I've tried in Montreal. I have to say that, but I doubt it's eventually a Turkey trip would be dope. Oh my god, I would love to go to Turkey. It would be a great trip. Um, I know a Turkish girl, and she's like, "Yeah, Turkey's a fantastic country. It's beautiful there, especially Istanbul, especially yeah. on the west coast of Anatolia. It's something that yeah. I would love to visit." Let's put um, that on the list. Yeah, let's put that on a cafe talk spot, uh, podcast list. And, if uh, we do it, guys, you'll you know you'll know here. If you imagine if you start learning Turkish and you just make a podcast in Turkish, <laughs> that's the next. The step. amount of listeners, my one friend, <laughs> that girl, no one else. Wow, that would be dope. Um, but anyways, um, and it, it just again exponentially, these places start popping up everywhere, and a local, um, a local. What's the word I'm looking for? Someone who over overrules a certain area. He's under the command of like the Sultan of Egypt, for example. Okay. Anyways, he's like he's someone in power. Someone in power wanted to ban it because a lot of people go to coffee shops and talk what politics. Yeah. Surprisingly, less. Uh, surprisingly, that did us, not change. We yeah, but we don't talk about politics in our podcast, which is pretty good compared considering we, that we revolve around coffee. Yeah, we we decided not to. Yeah. Uh, but trust me, when the mic goes off, it happens. Of course it happens. <laughs> I mean... Cafes, you know? Uh, so what happened was that people were talking, probably against, or talking about how to... You like, know, not in a good way, necessarily. 
It was just like if obviously if you're a king of a certain place and you you hear your people talking shit Bad. about you. Yeah, you're not gonna. Well, be what are you gonna do? You're gonna cut their heads off, right? Yeah, that's or the at least close the places that they go and hang out. Oh, so yeah. he started like literally closing up all these coffee houses so like within pro- his, his district. So like a prohibition for coffee. Right. And then the Sultan was like, what the fuck are you doing? No. Keep them open. And open back them up. Like he opened them back up because again, this is a religious thing. Oh yeah. And this was the so, Sultan oh, loved so, coffee. So not only did the Sultan love coffee but at the same time it was like an amend to their religious belief. So it was more than that. It was more than cultural. It was the fact that I it mean, was part. It became part of their everyday yeah, life. Yeah, which back no then way. as well, this religion had so much power. The churches oh, had a lot God. of power. So if you, you'd go against them, it was like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> and the contradictory um, ban was just obviously left in. It never happened again, I guess. Mm, not that I know of, actually. Mm, not that I researched enough and for it to know. Now that we're like, now that it's you know a bit spread out in Middle East Europe, right. how did it move to, I'd say, modern, the right. modern so, type? This is where it gets pretty clever again. The Ottoman Empire started conquering the the Balkans, yeah. right? Which, if you don't know about the Ottoman, uh, if you're a little bit of an history buff, go research. They were enormous. The Ottoman Empire they was fucking the, enormous. They were huge. Huge, huge. guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds wrong. Oh. That was great. I take that back. You're going to put that in the clip. Oh, yeah. The the, the, yeah. Oh, yes. This is the beginning <laughs> clip for they sure. Were huge. They were huge, guys. Um, no, they were a massive empire that conquered basically the whole Byzantium Empire. They kind of ended the Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah. And they, they got so big that they actually got to the footsteps of Vienna. Right? You've been to Vienna, right? Yeah. I've been to Vienna. Okay, you know why cafe culture is very predominant over there? Yeah. You gotta thank the Turkish people. Because what had happened ah. was that when they were sieging the Viennese, uh, well, capital Vienna, the Viennese, well, yeah, they were sieging them too. Yeah. Um, they brought coffee along them because, hey, you gotta keep your troops going, right? Go, right. go, go. Get that go, go juice going, you know? So, <laughs> I love that. I started saying that during my midterms because it makes me feel better in like a child. Anyways, it sounds like something from Gogo Gadget. Gogo Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh it. my god. Yeah, it's like the Inspector I Gadget. Didn't make the thing. Oh my god, that's not good. <laughs> I didn't realize it until now. Oh yeah, now that you do. That was a good show. I miss it. It was. It was yeah. nice. Anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, what had happened was that. They started sieging Vienna, and the Austrians had a spy that used to go across that border, that somewhat, uh, the, the border, the, the war border, and started infiltrating from the backside of the Ottoman push for Vienna. Nice. And obviously, in order to be a spy, you have to blend in with the people, mm-hmm. henceforth, you start dressing like them, you start acting like them, you start doing things that they do. Like drinking coffee. <laughs> going to coffee houses. So. He started going to coffee houses, learned that these coffee beans exist were delicious well. and that they exist. Yeah. And anyways, the Ottoman siege failed miserably. This was basically the peak of the Ottoman Empire. After that siege, it started receding into dismay and then petered out back in the 20th century. Um, and the, the Austrians, when they found the, basically whatever the Turkish have left, uh, was these weird things that were just like in bags yeah. and they thought it was shit literally they thought it was like you know go crap yeah just you know 
And I don't blame him. It kind of looks like that. It kind of. Yeah, you know, if you look at the beans and you look at... Little shit. Yeah, know. it's... Eh. It could be. The, the brown color and everything, right? And they started burning it. It must have smelled so good. Yeah, it must way. have smelled so good. I, I just thought about I just, it. I was, I was like, like, I'm like, oh my god, nothing like a roasting a bonfire of coffee. Uh, um, and the spy was like, no, no, no. What are you doing? This is like, this is the go-go juice. This is, this this is, is amazing. The, this is amazing coffee. What are you guys doing? And they're like, what, 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 what's coffee? That's what the Austrians said. Yeah, because they're like, know. let me show you something. And so he makes uh, it. Yeah, he probably made it, made other Austrians enjoy it. Uh, to sum it up, the Austrians adopted it virtually, like instantly yeah. within their empire or their their country, and cafe houses started, coffee shop spreading. houses spreading all over Vienna, and then you know Hungary, the Czech Republic, all of that yeah. started happening because they owned those parts of lands eventually, and then. You know the German city-states, the Holy Roman Empire that's at the top, started adopting them, and then it also went to Venice because Venice started trading with the Ottoman Turkish Empire, right? Anywhere between 1453 all the way till the discovery of like North America and them trading with them instead of, you know, so. I mean, I can I can keep going, but I think I think we should like probably well, I mean, do a second part. Well, yeah, for sure. I think second part would be nice, but. And to sum up this little part about yeah, the, early, the, stage the of early stage of modern, what we know, it started in Europe, or what you could say, uh, like Eastern Europe, so with the Ottoman Empire and all those stuff. Uh, the Ottoman also learned that you do not mess up with Austria, uh, which uh, we we know still. You don't mess with the Austrians. You know, modern history tells us that's <clears throat> you know World War One. Oh yeah, they, they, <laughs> and then yeah, they both lost actually. Yeah. ironically. So, so uh, yeah. So yeah, Austria was a pretty good, and they were good enough to discover. No, not discover, but adopt coffee. Adopt coffee and spread it throughout Europe, which we, I'm so thankful for. Oh yes, I mean we're all thankful for that shit. I mean, I just finished a macchiato if right here. If it wasn't here. for that, I wouldn't be working in a coffee shop, making coffee and getting money for that. See? Right? You would be poor. I would be, oh, no, that I, I, I would be working in a tea shop. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> no judgment. If you like tea, it's fine. But coffee's better. Yeah. No. No beef, but beef. Yeah. No beef. So, <coughs> sorry for that. So like, so, so this first part we covered pretty much from this legendary guy in Ethiopia to this spy that said, "Guys, what are you doing?" I don't even know. I don't even know what the spy's name. That's what I know. I can find it. We're just too lazy to like. You know what? Right we can we can search it for the next episode that we're gonna be doing part two, and part two is gonna be from that spy, which I'm gonna guess a name, Austrian. So that's gonna be that for us. You can reach us at all the places I've been mentioning for the last weeks, which is at Cafe Talks Podcast on Instagram, Cafe Talks Pod on Twitter, because. Uh, we can reserve the name. Yep, no, we couldn't. So yeah. And by the way, the account is like empty, so it's really annoying. Whatever, that's it for another one. And the Special. Gmail is cafetalkspodcast at gmail.com. And that's uh, was Phil signing off. And Domenico signing off for the first time in a month. I miss you guys. So cheers. Yeah, cheers.